Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 1st, 2023. What I'm doing right now to start off the year is I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. On New Year's Eve, as I was heading into 2023, I was on my knees in church, in worship, and uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to be teaching at the beginning of the year. Normally at the beginning of the year, what I do is I teach about vision, setting a vision and strategy and goals for the year and laying some things out and having a vision for your family in the area of your finances or your business or your relationships and blah, 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 all of these things. And I kind of lay these things out normally in January. But on December 31st, New Year's Eve, I was in prayer in worship at uh, VCMI Suitland and the Lord and it just, I felt he impressed it upon my heart. Matter of fact, I got up and I told Isabella, when I got up, I said, hey, the Lord told me to teach on the miracles of Jesus. I'm teaching on the miracles of Jesus. I want you, I know we went through all January. We're probably going to deal with this in February as well. I want you to get excited. As I'm teaching you the miracles of Jesus, I hope that your faith is reignited, that, that there's this passion, this zeal, whatever you lost in 2022, you're going to get it back. Say, I'll get it back. Say, Lord, do it again. I'm going to get it back in this season. We're studying the miracles of Jesus. We've been looking at Jesus, in this case, and Jairus. Jesus is on his way to raise Jairus's daughter from the dead. This is part three of that. And the title of today's message is, When You Are In a Faith Fight. Put this in the chat. Say, I know how to win a faith fight. Say that. Say it out loud and say it by faith. Get ready to receive. I know how to win a faith fight, y'all. I'm telling you, listen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. When we, with the fight that we're in is a faith fight, is a spiritual thing. And today we're going to learn how to win a faith fight. So let's get into it uh, for this morning. And so um, before we get into the word this morning, let's look at Psalms 126 and verse four. The Bible says, this is a scripture we've been standing on all year. Now, Lord, do it again. God is going to do it again. Say, God, do it again for me. Restore us to our former glory. I told you that in 2022, some people lost some stuff. Some, 2022 was a difficult year for many. And going all the way back to the pandemic, some people have been facing some things over the last few years. And it's like they lost something. We stopped going to church. Now we're trying to get people back in the sanctuary. It's like things are not, not right. But you know what's going to happen in this season? Lord, do it again. God is going to restore us. Say, God will restore me. Put that in the chat. God is going to restore us to this form of glory and even take us to another level. May streams of refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. Put this in the chat. No dry places for me. I, I don't want any dry area in my heart. I want everything to be drenched. Again, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. All right. So we've been looking at these miracles. We're in Mark chapter five. This is uh, verses 21 through 43. And yesterday we looked at uh, Jesus and Jairus on their way to Jairus's house. Jairus got word that his daughter died. And in that moment, Jesus said, do not be afraid, only believe. So let, what does this mean for you today? I'm going to share a few things with you this morning. What does this mean for you Today, I have three things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions, and I need you to lock in. Three things. Here's number one. Here we go. Y'all ready? All right. All right, number one, what it looks like to be in a faith fight. Now, I don't know 
Um, I know some of you that are watching right now that I know personally. I know a couple of you I know are in the middle of a faith fight. And when you're in the middle of a faith fight, when you're believing God for something, and it's a critical thing, <laughs> when you're believing God for something, and this could be life and death, when you're believing God for something and like, I really need this thing to come through, then you, you, you're in the middle of a faith fight. You don't have time to allow your mind to wander. You need to be locked in. Say, I'm locked in. You, you, you got to be locked in. You got to believe God. You, you have to be meditating and medicating on the word of God day and night. You have to be very careful what you allow to come out of your mouth. When you're in the middle of a faith fight, let's talk about it. You got to believe. Say, I believe. All right. So let's put ourselves in Jairus' shoes for a minute. Let's identify with Jairus. Okay. Let's say that you have a dire situation and you go to Jesus before the crisis hits the point where you consider it to be over, right? Now, now we're talking about Jairus and his daughter, but it could be you. It could be your business. It could be your health. It could be your children. It could be your marriage. Your marriage could be at the point of divorce, right? Your business could be at the point of bankruptcy. Your body could be at the point of death, whatever, right? So you go to Jesus before the situation, the crisis gets to the point where you believe that it's over and you engage with Jesus and you start your uh, uh, your statement uh, with Jesus by acknowledging how bad the situation is. So 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 Jairus says, "Hey, Mr. Jesus, my daughter is lying at the point of death. I'm not lying about it. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm acknowledging how bad the situation is. So you should. It's okay to acknowledge, Lord. I need like this. Is, I'm acknowledging how bad the situation is. But you then openly declare by faith what you believe the Lord is leading you to say. He said, but but. Here's the key. Let me speak the word of faith now. If you would come to my house and lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. He's like, he, he was like, he just said that. Like, where, where did he get that from? You're going to learn that he got that from the Holy Ghost. So he just said that, right? So you, you're led by the Holy Spirit to call those things which be not as though they were. Now, you acknowledge how bad the situation is, but all of a sudden, you just feel this divine impulse of the Holy Ghost, and you call those things which be not as though they were. You're speaking the desired outcome. You're speaking what you desire, not what you see. And you, you declare it out loud. You declare it in faith. You declare it from your heart, right? You declare it. You declare it in worship. And then Jesus says, like he said to Jairus, okay, let's go. So now, now you know that Jesus is engaged with you. You have successfully engaged Jesus. And Jesus is with you on your way to making it happen. Put this in the chat. Put this in the chat. Say, Jesus is with me on my way to making it happen. Oh my God, this is going to be good. So you are with Jesus. Jesus is with you and you are on your way and you know that you're engaged with Jesus and Jesus is engaged with you. And you you do, you said something that you don't even know why you said it, but you said it. You spoke the desired outcome. You declared it out loud in faith, without a doubt, without wavering. And Jesus put, it was like, yes, yes. Jesus agreed with you. Why? Because you agreed with him. Jesus was saying, yes, that's my will. And so you said it and you believe is the will of God and you, and you believe God is engaged with you and you're in the process of bringing it to pass and you're walking with Jesus and Jesus with you. And when you're on your way to your breakthrough, oh my God, the situation takes a turn for the worse and it gets worse before it gets better. Jesus stopped, had a whole, you know, a whole conversation with this woman with the issue of blood. And while he's talking to the woman with the issue of blood, somebody comes from Jairus's house and says, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. And you're like, oh my, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What just happened? What just happened? Man, God. And like, yo, we here talking to this lady. Why didn't you hurry up? You know, what's going on? And you're like, God, what are you doing? God is always working. 
God is always working even when it doesn't look like he's working. God is God. You, he's moving stuff around on the chessboard of your life. You don't know what he's doing, but he's working. So you got to trust that he's still working. So when Jesus was done talking to the woman and now you put yourself in his shoes, the word come, your daughter is dead. Now, now, here's the thing. You already engaged Jesus. Jesus was already like, okay, let's go. Jesus was already walking with you. You, 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 you already called those things which be not as though they were. You, you already stood in faith without a doubt, without wavering. Jesus is walking with you. You know that you are on your way to the breakthrough. Now that, that the word comes that the situation looks like it's dead, the situation got worse before it got better. Now, what are you going to do? Say faith fight. Now you're in the middle of a faith fight. Now, what are you going to do? Now, in that point, at that point, what are you going to do? The Bible says, listen, Jesus said to Jairus, listen, son, before you say anything crazy, I would rather you shut your mouth and don't say anything. Don't say anything. If you can't speak faith, don't say anything. He says, listen, I know that you're dealing with fear. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Jesus knew that fear was flooding Jairus's heart and his mind. Jesus knew that at that point, imagine you're Jairus. You feel disappointed. You feel dejected. You feel like, oh my God, if we would have just hurried, if this doggone lady over here telling her testimony, talking about 12 years, you know, listen, lady, and now, oh, what am I going to do? You ever been there, right? So now you're like, man, you, you, I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like when the situation gets worse before it gets better. I know what it feels like where I believe God. I believe God told me to say it and I said it. I believe God said yes. I believe God put a stamp of approval. I believe God said, yes, son, that's my will. I believe that God is with me. I believe God is walking with me. But on the way there, it looks like the situation is over. Now what are you going to do? In that moment, before Jairus said anything, I love this, man. In that moment, it's like Jesus says to Jairus, hold on for a minute, son. Hey, I'm still here. I'm Jesus. You engaged me. I'm still here. I'm still able. Like, like what you said, what did you say? You said, Lord, if you would come to my house, lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover. She shall live. Man, what you said is still good. I'm still able. Nothing has changed. Listen, sometimes God got in the middle of that. Oh, what am I going to? You get the email or you get the doctor's report or you get the financial statement or you get divorce papers or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And in that moment, Jesus says, hold on for a minute. Hey, son. Hey, daughter, I'm still here. And what you said is still good. And I'm still able. Put it in the chat. God is still able. Come on now. I'm talking about a faith fight. You got to know Jesus will encourage you to keep going. Jesus says to Jairus, be not afraid. Just keep believing. You have to continue to believe God. This is what a faith fight is. In the middle of a faith fight, you're standing. Listen, there's a space between the promise and the performance. There's a space between the confession and the completion. There's a space between I believe I receive, amen, and there it is. And in that space, in the space between the promise and the performance, the devil will stir up problems. In the space between the confession and the completion, the, dev the devil will stir up confusion. And in that space, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if it gets worse before it gets better? Say this. Say, I will continue to believe. You got to keep believing. Say, I keep believing. You got to keep believing in faith, without a doubt, without wavering. You got to continue to say what God said until you see what God said. You cannot be moved by what happens. In that space, you must keep your faith switch 
in the on position. What the devil wants is for you to get your faith switch in the off position. He wants you to disengage your faith. But no, you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God led you to say. Say amen to that. Say faith fight. All right, y'all got it? All right, number two. We serve a God who calls those things, which be not as though they were, and he will lead you to do the same thing. We serve a God who calls those things, which be not as though they were, and he will lead you to do the same thing. So Romans 4 and 17 from the King James Version, this is what the Bible says. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, gives life to dead stuff, and calls those things which be not as though they were. God says that Abram, when his name was Abram, he says, hey, son, about, about this time next year, you're going to have that baby. But what I want you to do, I'm, I'm going to change your name to Abraham right now. And I want you to go around introducing yourself as Abraham, which means father of many nations, even though you don't have no kids. Like the kid that you have, he's gone, nobody. So now you and Sarah are walking around. Sarah has no babies. And I want you to start introducing. I want her to, to, to name herself, to introduce herself as Sarah and, and instead of Sarai, and you, Abraham, instead of Abram. And I want you to introduce yourself as the father of many nations, even though you don't have no kids yet, because I want you to call those things which be not as though they were. And around this time next next year, you're going to have that baby. And so so he had to, listen, we serve a God that call, he speaks to your to be stage from your right now stage. I mean, God looked at a coward, Gideon, and called him a mighty man of valor. God looked at a shepherd boy, David, and called him the king of Israel. God will look at you and he will call those things which be not as though they were. And so he will lead you to do the same thing. And so God, the, the this text, Romans 4 and 17, says that God can give life to dead stuff. God quickeneth the dead. His stuff, Abraham's stuff wasn't working from the waist down. His wife's stuff had never worked. There was no little blue pill back then, but he, he believed in God that could give life to dead stuff and he still believed. And then they had a baby, even though he was about 100 years old, even though his wife was about 90 years old. And, and so we serve a God that can give life to dead stuff. Jairus' daughter was dead, but, but the confession was still good. He already had said it. God, God will lead you to say stuff. God will lead you to declare your desired outcome when you're led by God, when you walk with God, when you're led by the Holy Ghost, God will lead you to say some things that you don't even know why you're saying it. God will lead you to say some things. He will lead you to call those things which be not as though they were. God will lead you to say what he said until you can see what he said. And, and God will lead you to say what he said until you see what he said and not be moved by what you see. Say, put this in the chat. I will not be moved by what I see. I cannot allow what I see to change what I say. I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. And so he spoke his desired outcome. What was the out outcome? He says to Jesus, on his knees at the seashore, Mr. Jesus, my daughter is lying at the point of death. But if you would come to my house, lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. Let's pause there for a minute. She shall recover and she shall live. Now, wait a minute. She was already living. So, at the seashore, Jairus said something interesting. At the seashore, Jairus said, Lord, if you will come to my house, she should lay hands on my daughter. She shall recover and she shall live. Wait a minute. Why did he say she shall live? She was already living. Why would he need to say she shall live if she wasn't dead? Come on now. I'm telling you, look at me, look at me. Let me, let me make this point. God will lead you to pray some stuff. God will lead you to say some stuff that you don't even know why you're saying it. 
God will lead you to pray some stuff and say some stuff that you don't even understand until circumstances and situations unfold. God will lead you to say some stuff and, and pray some stuff in your prayer closet and you, you just say it, but you don't know why you're saying it. And then you're just led by the Holy Ghost to say it. And then, then later on, when circumstances happen, situations happen, the Holy Spirit will remind you of what you said. And then you're like, oh, that's why I prayed what I prayed. That's why I said what I said. He said at the seashore, Lord, if you would come to my house, lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. Why would he need to add, she shall live? All he needed to say was she shall recover because she was sick. She wasn't dead. So he prayed, watch this, not just for the sickness, he prayed for life. Why would he need to pray for life if she was living? He didn't even know what he was saying. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost will lead you to say some stuff and pray some stuff that you don't even know what you're saying. There are times where God will lead you to say something out loud, in faith, without a doubt, without wavering, and you say it and you don't even understand it until later. Come on, do I have a witness? If you have, if you, if you've experienced this, put this in the chat. Say, I've been there. Give me some testimonies. I want to hear that. Listen, I know that I've been there a gazillion times. God will lead me to say something and pray something, and I decree it, I declare it, I say it, I believe it, I might even write it down but I kind of don't understand it. And then later on, then when something happens, I'm like, babe, you remember what, man, this is why God said blank. And so I'm telling you, there are things that you will pray for that you will not even understand until later. Jairus' daughter died, but his declaration was still good. What was his declaration? Lord, if you will come to my house, lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover, she shall live. Listen, you cannot cancel out your declaration. Your declaration is still good. Jesus will remind you, son, daughter, I'm still there. I'm with you. I'm still good. What you said is still good. Your prayer is still good. It's still going to come to pass. Fear cancels out faith and faith cancels out fear. So what you don't want to do is ever cancel out what you prayed, what you believe God for. You don't want to speak against what you prayed. You don't ever want to speak against what you declare. Say amen to that. If God leads you to say something that hasn't happened yet, you, you must continue to say what God said until you see what God said. And you cannot be moved by what you see with your natural eyes. You can only be moved by what God said. The unseen, put this in the chat. Say the unseen realm is more real to me than the seen realm. Okay, let me give you some scripture on this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. Listen to this. The Bible says, this is New International Version. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, you know what I'm spending time looking at? I'm spending time looking at things that I cannot see. I'm fixing my eyes not on what I can see with these natural eyes, but on what is unseen. He says, the, the seen, man, that stuff is subject to change. Oh, she died? That's subject to change. But the unseen realm is not. The unseen realm is eternal. So I'm going to fix my eyes. The unseen is more real to me than the seen. This is how you know that you're in faith. You know that you are in faith without a doubt, without wavering, when the unseen is more real to you than the, the seen. When you are so convinced, when, when you are fully persuaded, faith is not what happens when you convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. Put this in the chat saying, I am fully persuaded. When you are fully persuaded, of what God said, when you are fully persuaded that, that you are not moved, the letter came, well, when, when, watch this. When you're fully persuaded and you get a negative report, but you know what God said, and you get a negative report, an email or a, a letter in the mail, and you're looking at, or, or a, a report from the doctor or the bank, and you're looking at it, but you know what God said, and you're looking at it, but you know what God said. And while you're looking at it, the Holy Ghost on the inside of you saying, hey, I'm still good. 
What you said is still true. It's still going to come to pass. Now, this is what you do. You go over to your spouse. I look at my wife and say, hey, babe, look, look what came in the mail. But I know what God said. So, man, this is going to be a great testimony. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm kind of glad now that we have this letter in the mail because now I have physical evidence. Now, 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 when God does it, I'm going to be able to show everybody everywhere. Look, look at what God did. Look, look at what they said. But look at what God said. And now the testimony is going to be even greater. Why? Because the unseen is more real to me than the seen. When, when his daughter died, yeah, Jairus was flooded with fear. But Jesus was like, no, man, now there's going to be a great testimony. Now there's going to be an even greater testimony because the, the little girl's coming up. That, that, that little girl, listen, death has no power over this little girl. This man already declared it. We already believed it. It's already done. Come on now. So it's going to be a great testimony. Say great testimony. The unseen has to be more real to me than the seen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Let me give it to you from the Passion Translation. Give it to you from the easy to read version. The Passion Translation says, for we live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. Say that. Say, I live by faith not by what I see with my eyes. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, the easy to read version says, we live by what we believe will happen, not by what we can see. Say that out loud. I live by what I believe would happen, not by what I can see. So I'm not living by what I can see with my natural eyes. I'm living by what God said. You cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. Jesus knew that fear had gripped Jairus' heart. So Jesus said, son, be not afraid. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but God is saying to you, listen, as I close out the second point, God is saying, son, daughter, I'm still there. I'm still with you. What you said is still good. Your declaration is still going to come to pass. Be not afraid. Only believe. You got it? <laughs> oh, I felt that. All right. Number three, last one for today. Uh, man, all of this, I love these miracles. We get into a miracle and it's like all of these things just jump out of me. I must, we haven't even got to Jairus's house yet. I'm going to deal with that. I, I'll we'll get to Jairus's house tomorrow and we'll learn what happened when he got to Jairus's house tomorrow. All right, let's close it out number, uh, with today. Number three, faith has a language. Say faith has a language. All right, so faith has a language. When I joined the military, I had to learn the language. I had to learn the jargon. And when I joined the kingdom of God, I had to learn the language. Let me give you some, some quick points on faith as a language and we'll close out. The language of faith speaks pertinent promises. The language of faith speaks what you believe God is leading you to say. And the language of faith is not moved by what happens down here. You, you are calling those things which be not as though they were because you're led by the Holy Spirit to say it. And you're saying it without a doubt. You're saying it in faith without wavering. The language of faith speaks the desired outcome. You must train yourself to not simply live by what you see. You got to train yourself to live by what you believe. You got to, for you, the unseen has to be more real to you than the seen. We looked at Romans 4 and 17, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. Under this new language, you must speak things in accordance with God's reality. So you have this unseen realm that's God's reality, and then you have the reality down here in this world. And so, so it's, it's almost like you go into your prayer closet, and you see things on display. God speaks to you in your prayer closet. And you have these experiences with God in your prayer closet. And when you come out of your prayer closet, it's like, doggone it. Now I got to deal with these people. And it's like the world hasn't caught up with that reality yet. But it's only a matter of time before what God showed me is going to come to pass. And so now what God wants you to do is to come out of that prayer closet and have the audacity to have the unmitigated gall to say what you saw until you see what you saw. Oh my God. God wants you to have the, God wants you to take him public. 
God, God wants you not to just be a secret undercover Christian, but God wants you to be able to say stuff before it happens, to decree stuff before it happens, to take him public, to see what you saw until you and say what you saw until you see what you saw. Under this new language, you're speaking in accordance with God's reality. You are speaking the desired outcome until it comes to pass. The language of faith continues to speak the desired outcome until it manifests on this planet. The language of faith knows that you cannot allow opposition, what you see, to change what you said in faith. You have to stand in faith without wavering, without a doubt. And, and the language of faith never cancels out. You never cancel out what you pray. You go into your prayer closet, you pray one thing. But if you come out of your prayer closet and you spend all day saying something else, you just canceled out your prayer. You could throw that prayer away. Why? Because you've been saying something else. You believe you receive. I believe I receive. Uh, uh, um, God speaks to me. I have a pain in my back, but I receive my healing. But if you go out there in your prayer closet, you receive your healing, but then you spend all day on the phone talking about, girl, my back is killing me. Then you didn't listen, whatever you prayed in the morning, you could throw that away now because you canceled it out. You have to, your words say this, say, I, I follow up words of prayer with words of faith. You're, you have to be congruent. You have to speak the language of faith and never speak against what God said. Never speak against your own prayers. Never cancel out what you said. This is how we live by faith. This is a faith fight, y'all. When you're in the middle of a faith fight, you got to be very careful what you say. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm going to keep teaching this miracle tomorrow. We're going to get to Jairus' house and see what happened when Jesus got there. Let's close it out with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is increased. Glory to God, right? You are a good God. You call those things which be not as though they were. You speak to my to-be stage from my right-now stage. You call the end from the beginning. I am your child, and you teach me to be like you. You teach me to call those things which be not as though they were. You train me to declare the end from the beginning. And you then encourage me to not be moved by what I see. So I speak the language of faith and I'm not moved by circumstances or situations. I'm only moved by you, your word, your spirit. The unseen realm is more real to me than the seen. I walk by faith and not by sight. And this is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to today's word. Listen, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org and sign up. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. This is a faith fight. This was for a lot of people this morning, for God to encourage you. Nothing has changed. Jesus is saying, I'm still there. What you said is still good. Your prayer is still going to come to pass. Be not afraid. Only believe. That's how you win a faith fight. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I like to read those. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have a blessed day. Greater is coming for you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 